0: Good day, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at Sons of Liberty Media.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about I hold to the book, The Bible. As the authoritative Word of God, glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to do so, uh, please check us out online, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of the radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right. You can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. There you're going to see two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left side is Bradley's show from yesterday. So if you missed that, you'd like to catch it, you can do so up until uh, 3 p.m. Eastern today, at which time he'll be live in that little area right there. On the right side of the page is where we're at. Click on the play button, blow it up on whatever device you got. Look for the Rumble icon, bottom right-hand corner. Join us in the chat on Rumble. A lot of friends over there this morning. Good morning. Good to see you guys. And also, while you're there, please subscribe to the channel. It's Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Sons of Liberty Radio Live on Rumble, and uh, we appreciate your support there. And we're also on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page over there. Appreciate those guys giving us a spot on their platform. Back to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, right up under where we're streaming live is where you can sign up for our email newsletter. Again, that goes out once a day. All the articles we have for uh, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, including the Morning Show Archive. So uh, everything that I'm going to talk about, and then some, because... We've covered this issue that we're going to cover today so many times. It's ridiculous. And I still find that there's a lot of people who don't know what the topic is we're going to talk about in a minute, and I'll I'll announce that shortly. But be sure to sign up for that. Uh, we are heavily censored, even in the email department. If you, if you sign up, uh, these ISPs and your email providers and stuff, they will throw our stuff in the spam box. They will do that. So uh, please check your spam. Um, for Sons of Liberty Media, if you're signed up for that. If you're still having a problem, you can get back in touch with us and let us know, and we can look at it a little further. But nine times out of ten, it's the ISP, it's the the, uh, email service that is taking and basically file-13-ing it for you. Um, So, But if you sign up and you let us know that you're having a problem, we'll do our best to try to figure out what's going on. Sometimes some people unsubscribe. They're getting so much email from everywhere and they just want to clear that out, and I totally get that. My email inbox literally has about thirteen thousand emails in there, and I sat for a couple of hours one day, because it, it got up to like thirty thousand emails in there. Most of it's junk. It just they, they've their spam folder used to be really good, and now it just loads me up with everything I don't want and the stuff that I'm trying to get. Sometimes it comes through, sometimes it doesn't. So that's just par for the course. All right, you guys have seen um, this guy, at least the people on the um, on the uh, video platforms. You you see this guy that I used his image for uh, today's show, and uh, for those who have not, I got to tell you, <laughs> when the guy takes his hat off. Right, this is this is the guy, Sheriff Jim Skinner. He's from Collin County, Texas, I believe. When he takes his hat off, you put 20 years on Hunter Biden. That's him, man. I, I'm that. I just couldn't. I was like, man, that looks just like him. This aged a little bit. Anyway, this is Jim Skinner. He is a sheriff of Collin County. I believe that's down there in Texas. And um, he wrote a letter here recently. And what I find interesting <clears throat> is apparently there is a representation of the National Sheriff's Association. Over 3,000 sheriffs in uh, in the United States. And I'm going to try to uh, blow this up here. It, it's got the National Sheriff. This way, you guys who are on the video platform, you can read it along with me. It's only like a, a two or three... Page uh, letter here but it's written to Dan Crenshaw um yeah boy Dan has shown himself to be who he is hasn't he a lot of these guys Ted Cruz has shown you a little bit about who he is too hasn't he um all these Texas faithful men uh, yeah here is what Mr. Skinner wrote to Representative Dan Crenshaw, and <clears throat> Skinner, he is also the treasurer and chair of the Government Affairs Committee for the National Sheriff's Association. So when he's speaking, when he's writing this letter, he's writing it on behalf of every sheriff who is a part of the NSA, not the not that NSA, the National Sheriffs' Association. So I think I think this is pretty important, and I want to know where the sheriffs are who are not speaking out against this. Apparently, there is a bill called the FAIR Act, H.R. 1525. Um, <clears throat> it's supposed to be a Fifth Amendment Integrity Restoration. That's why it's called the FAIR Act. And apparently, it is supposed to put the kibosh on federal civil asset forfeiture. Now, if you don't know what that is, let me explain something to you. Let me let me just take you over to two amendments in the Bill of Rights. The first one is the Fourth Amendment. Okay, now let's go through this class. I mean, we're going to educate ourselves. We're going to educate ourselves, right? We're going to go to the basics. The Fourth Amendment, the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated, and no warrant shall issue but upon probable cause supported by oath or affirmation. It's not that you just have a probable cause. Somebody's got to sign their name on the dotted line saying they're going to take responsibility for what they're saying is allegedly true. Okay? Okay. And particularly, and by the way, down there in Texas, I, you guys probably remember the story from a couple of years ago. There was a police officer who uh, signed a fraudulent affidavit about a veteran and his wife that they were selling, quote-unquote, drugs out of their house. Uh, the SWAT team came in. The veteran and his wife attempted to defend themselves with their firearms, and they were killed in the process. And later it came out that the police officer lied on the affidavit. It's not doing that couple any good at all, is it? See, what happens when you allow men to rule over you like that? I'm just telling you. This is what happens when you allow men to rule over you. Men are corrupt. They're fallen. You you can't trust these guys. I'm just telling you. Yet people will continue to do the same old thing, won't they? Oh, I can't wait to 2024. I can vote my guy in says the people who believe that the elections are rigged, that they're fraudulent, these people aren't elected, they're selected, but they keep going back to the trough, don't they? They keep going back to the mud to wallow in it, the vomit to lick it up. That's what they keep doing. So we know that nobody is to take anything of yours unless there's probable cause supported by an oath or affirmation, and that oath or affirmation – does something in particular, it particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. In other words, in the the warrant that's issued, there are specific persons or things named and nothing besides those things can be taken or they're not supposed to be. Yeah, I understand evil, wicked men just break the law all over the place. It doesn't matter if they're wearing a badge or not. But I'm telling you what the law says, so that when they do it, you see, here's the line where they broke the law. Okay? And this is the law they swear to uphold. Sheriffs do this. They're elected. They're not like your police chief or the boys in blue. The, this guy is elected. He is, in essence, he's supposed to be a statesman, but nine times out of ten, they're politicians. Then we have the Fifth Amendment that comes right behind that. And this applies here, too. Okay? Okay? Here's what it reads. No person shall be held to answer for a capital or otherwise infamous crime unless on a presentment or indictment of a grand jury. And again, <clears throat> the grand jury is the is the second prong, if you will, of the people bringing justice. We talked about the militia yesterday. I went back and I read some of the comments. I know that some people were poo-pooing it and this, that, and the other. It's because they don't do it. Uh, so they want to say, well, it doesn't work here because it didn't work once, or this, that, and the other nonsense. If the people, if the men of the community get together and put it together, let me tell you something, that worked for our forefathers. It worked for them. They understood the threat, and they prepared their men to come together within 60 seconds. That's why they were called minute men. And when those armed men came out in little groups, even 50, 100, 300, or more, they were an effective force against the British dragoons of the day. The problem is it has it's not been tried. That's the problem. Oh, no, we have, we have militias, me We have this, that, and that. No, we don't. We've got little ragtag bunches. We don't have real militias that are working together inside their state, and, the, and they are state militias. They're not federal militias. They're state militias. Their first duty is to the state that they live in, or they, I would say their first duty is even smaller than that. It's the community they live in. And then together, they are to secure that free state. The grand jury is the second prong of that. It allows the people to present the evidence. It allows the people to look at the evidence. It allows the people to determine whether an indictment should be passed down, and thereby they have the power to deal with those that they complain about instead of voting to think that some guy that, you know, he's running for office, spending millions of dollars to, to, uh, to get into an office that pays less than $200,000. The people are fighting for what is theirs, their liberty, their property. That, that's what they're doing. So we go back to the Fifth Amendment, and what does it say? So they can't be held uh, to account for a capital or otherwise infamous crime unless on presentment or indictment of a grand jury, except in cases arising in the land or naval forces, or in the militia, when in actual service in time of war or public danger, Nor shall any person be subject for the same offense to be twice put in jeopardy of life or limb. That's what we call double jeopardy. Nor shall be compelled in any criminal case. By the way, that comes also theologically, too. let Let me just drop this in here. Double jeopardy comes into theology, too. I have to bring this up with people who say that Jesus just died for every single individual who's ever lived. That's just nonsense. If that is the case, then the justice of God has been satisfied in Christ for every single person, believer or not, it's already been satisfied. And so there's nobody under the wrath of God, if that's the case. But it's not the case. God does not punish our sin in Christ, and then go and punish us for it. That would be double jeopardy. It would be unjust. He doesn't do that. But He does that for His people. They are found in Christ on the cross under the wrath of God. Our sin is imputed to Christ, and Christ's righteousness is imputed to us. And if that happens for every single individual who's ever lived, then nobody's under the wrath of God. Nobody. Nobody. Because God is not going to be unjust. He's going to be just. And he can only be just if he's punishing the one who committed the crime. And in, and in the case of the believer, he's punishing Christ in our stead. Okay? So it does have, there, there are theological implications for these kinds of things as well. Back to the Fifth Amendment. He's not going to be put in jeopardy of life or limb twice for the same offense nor shall be compelled in any criminal case to be a witness against himself, nor be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. So here's where you get where people say, I plead the fifth. They're not going to be compelled in any criminal case to be a witness against themselves. Okay? But it goes further. It says, nor be deprived of life, liberty, or property Without due process of law. that Keep that in mind because that's what we're going to talk about here in this letter. Nor shall private property be taken for public use without just compensation. That's a, that's a big one, too. That comes right along here. You're not going to take private property to be used for public use. That's a part of this letter as well. These last two things are very important uh, because this is the heart and soul of what civil asset forfeiture is. And I'm going to show you an example. It's going, to blow, it's going to blow you away, because some of you, if you've never seen this, and I would encourage you, if you're listening by way of the radio, go to sonslibertymedia.com top of the page, or jump over on Rumble, Sons of Liberty Radio Live. You're going to want to see this video I'm going to show you. You'll be able to hear it if you're on the radio, but to see it actually taking place against a Marine, Against a marine who has done nothing wrong, and this the absolute criminal behavior of these officers, along with the federal DEA, is unbelievable, unbelievable. And this was several years ago. I remember when it came out. I thought we had done a an article on it, and I'm just going to show you guys uh, who are on the video uh, on the video platforms. All these, and I've got a ton of them, all these are stories, these tabs, are stories we've done over the years on civil asset forfeiture. Commentaries, actual stories of, 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 of and I'm gonna, I'm just going to highlight a couple of them in a little bit. But I want you to pay attention to this and keep this in your mind, the Fifth Amendment. And by the way, this applies to, um, the Fourth and Fifth Amendments apply to these red flag laws, too. They're pretended legislation as well. Red flag laws When we had uh, Dr. Edwin Vieira on, uh, he was the one pointing out, red flag laws potentially violate nearly all of the first ten amendments of the Bill of Rights. They, they, They violate pretty much, because they're all premised off of, usually, a person's free speech. What they say. Not what they do, what they say. And then there's a backroom deal with the judge and whoever's tattletaling on you. And they say, oh, yeah, this guy. And and then they, they want to say, oh, well, he's not fit to have it. Even though you haven't committed a crime, which the Fifth Amendment protects you from, or is supposed to protect you from. They're not supposed to take your stuff. And yet this is what they do. Okay, so let's get to this letter. I'm going to read this letter to you. <clears throat> Again, this is from... Uh, Sheriff Jim Skinner, Collin County Sheriff down in uh, Texas. Again, it's on National Sheriffs Association letterhead to Honorable Dan Crenshaw. Here's what he says. This is the reason or this is the uh, subject matter of the letter. Please preserve a critical tool to fight the drug cartels and vote against H.R. 1525, Fifth Amendment Integrity Restoration Act of 2023. Dear Representative Crenshaw, despite the fact that they are killing hundreds of Americans daily, H.R. 1525, Fair Act would largely dismantle a crucial tool in the fight against the Mexican drug cartels federal civil asset forfeiture. But look, by its very name, it's illegal, it's criminal. But I want you to look at the play that that uh, Sheriff Skinner is doing on this. This is a tool to fight Mexican drug cartels. Hmm. I, I don't know where – I didn't take the time to look up Collin County and where that is in Texas. But I'm wondering why he isn't calling his posse out to stop them from coming across the border if he's got a county this coast So I don't know if he does. Or why he's not actively engaged in that there. Seems like that's part of his duty. But I don't know. Nevertheless, he continues on. For example, H.R. 1525 would repeal equitable sharing which is the cornerstone of state and local participation in joint operations with federal law enforcement, especially on, un- look, let's just call it for what it is, not federal law enforcement. It's federal organized crime, just as much as it is a local organized crime. These people, when it really comes down to it, they're like, you guys ever seen the old mob movies and stuff? That's what they're like. Oh, I know some of them put a smile on their face and everything for you to make you feel kind of, you know, okay about them stealing your money your property and all that I, I know some of them do that stuff but I'm just telling you this right here equitable sharing we got to get our cut here guys we got to get our cut in in taking this stuff even though we're taking it against what the Constitution says well Tim and I've heard people say Tim, the Constitution is only for citizens. Nonsense. It talks about men. The Declaration of Independence talks about men having rights. Yes, I know they didn't perform it perfectly at the first. I get it. I get that. But their ideal was right on target. All men are are supposed to have rights. That's, they have them because they come from their creator, not from the hand of government. But I've heard people say stupid things like that. Well, only citizens have the... No, they don't. Listen, when these illegals come in and apply for asylum, they still go through, or they're supposed to go through a due process, aren't they? That's what they're supposed to do. Even they coming into the country, and they've always had that. This is not anything new. It's just now it's more of a grade on the curve, if you will. I mean, they don't even know where these people go after they put them through the process. They don't know where they're at half the time. And the children missing too is a a really big problem uh, coming over the border as well. So here's what he here's what he continues his letter, and it is it is quite a lengthy letter. But I just want you to hear it because, ladies and gentlemen, this is aimed at you. Now he's hiding it behind Mexican drug fighting Mexican drug cartels. Is he really? I mean, maybe we could pull up Collin County and uh, see what they're actually dealing with with Mexican drug cartels. I'm doubting they have a ton of stuff that they're dealing with them, but that's possible. On behalf of the nation's 3,086 sheriffs, so he's speaking for you sheriffs. Are there sheriffs out there listening? By the way, if if there are, please call in. If you disagree with Sheriff Skinner on this, please call in and voice it. If you agree with him, please call in and voice it, 803-619-9855. 803-619-9855. If you're you're a resident of that county, maybe you're listening. I don't know. You want to call in, tell me a little bit about Skinner here. That'll be great. Uh, Or if you've got a comment on this subject, we'll take your call. 803-619-9855. 803-619-9855. Okay. So here's the the next part. He said, on behalf of the nation's 3,086 sheriffs, not sure that that's a correct number, but anyway, Maybe it is. Maybe I'm missing something there. The National Sheriff's Association therefore asks you to vote against this, uh, H.R. 1525. Especially after nine eleven, the public rightly demands more federal, state, and local cooperation, not less. I'm demanding that we dismantle this whole centralized government stuff in the first place. That's where the problem comes from. Centralized government. It really does. And with it, eliminate the lawless money. That's... Those two things are working hand in glove against the people. They're not working for the people, okay? So, Sheriff Skinner, you're not speaking for me, and I'm pretty sure you're not speaking for the majority of people who listen to this show. We're not demanding anything of this except for people to bring justice, not steal from other people. And there's a tremendous difference in that, and I don't think this sheriff understands that. He says, nonetheless, H.R. 1525 would repeal equitable sharing, the cornerstone of some of the most successful joint operations against that. What is successful? Enriching the sheriff's department, the DEA, the state? Is that what success is? Because if you're still dealing with this Mexican drug cartel stuff, after you continue to make these busts in which you enrich yourself, are you really stopping anything? Anything? Or is this a cat-and-mouse thing in which you enrich yourself? (laughs) Because that's what it looks like. He goes on, he says, H.R. 1525 proposes other bad amendments as well. For example, it would shorten the government's time to notify a potential property owner of a forfeiture proceeding from 60 days to 7, and it's time to file a complaint from 90 days to 30. These radical reductions. Yes, we don't want due process for people. Because all we have to do is call them a terrorist, and they are one. All we have to do is call them, you know, a Mexican drug cartel uh, person who's tied to that, and they are one. They, they call them that in the media, and they are that. By the way, did, did you guys see this this little, uh, they call him Tater down there, Lee County Sheriff Carmine Mersino. Did you see this guy? Recently, he's the guy I did all the reporting on when we were doing the investigative stuff down there in Florida, in Lee County, Florida, among the judiciary, and then, of course, the sheriff's department. And by the way, Ron DeSantis has been covering all that stuff up. His office knows it. They know it because I've sent them the documentation that Carmine is a lawbreaker. He's a criminal impersonating a, a police officer for a number of years. Using public websites to promote a fraud that he's somehow on his way to get a bachelor's in in law. Wanted to have his own baby murdered. Uses authority to push women into sexual favors. And Ron DeSantis knows it and he leaves him in office, but he takes out a guy, which he had no authority to do, and replaces him with a swinger on the other side of the peninsula. He knew it. This is the same kind of stuff. It's the same kind of stuff. And, and he came out recently and he said, basically, you know, if you're going to do this, you're going to get your donkey beat, <laughs> your rear end beat. That's what he said. And then when he was caught on, unfi- you know, making this little thing, he's caught and he goes, oh, well, I don't think like that at all. Well, then why did you make the video? Now, he thinks like that. He's telling the people of Lee County exactly what kind of little tyrant he is. And when I say little, I mean he's got a Napoleon complex. He's got to wear the, his jack boots so it makes him a whole inch taller or something. But this is the kind of people that are being put into positions of authority little criminals with criminal minds. And here's, here's Sheriff Skinner promoting what is criminal. He shouldn't be doing this in the first place. There shouldn't even be anything need to be written to stop this. The Fifth Amendment is enough. Boy, Tim, you're really worked up. Have you have you ever seen anybody where they do this stuff where they they pull them over, they arrest them, or whatever they do? And then what are they doing? They're they're sitting there and they're going to pull their money out and they're going to have the dog sniff the money. Oh, this this is these smell like drugs. Yep. Yeah pull your dollars out, you'll probably have the same thing. I'm told that upwards of over 90% of all cash in the U.S. smell of cocaine. That's what I'm told. What do you think the chances are of the feds, the sheriff, the local police, or anybody bringing their dog out and finding the scent of some controlled substance on your dollar bills? Probably pretty high, and on theirs too. But here's Skinner. He wants to go for this issue of saying, "Okay, now we're to, we're, we're you know we, we, now our time is shortened to notify people. We we can't scheme and 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 come together and lie about them and do these other things and have another story to justify our theft. You're making it difficult for us here, Crenshaw." He said, these radical reductions, far out of step with usual civil procedure time frames or deadlines, won't improve justice. Well, they'll keep your hands off of people's property, maybe. They're designed to choke down the use of civil asset forfeiture regardless of the merits of a case or seizure. It's not about that, dude. It's about the Fifth Amendment. You don't take people's stuff, whether it's money, which is considered your property, or whether it's a car or a boat or a house or whatever. You're not authorized to do that. For let me give you for instance. <clears throat> you remember when we read about Achan the other week in in the book of Joshua? Achan had stolen a gold, you know, piece of piece of gold and a Babylonian garment. It cost him his life. It cost him life as a family and his property. But what did they do with the property at the time? they brought it all including the stolen items along with his family and they stoned the they stoned the family with stones and they they left a the big heap there they just they didn't take it with them they destroyed it but these cops what they do is they see an advantage of taking things from other people whether the people are guilty or not they're going to take the stuff And then they're going to sell it off and they're going to enrich themselves with it. Not just their departments. If you think it's just for the department, you're out of your mind. There's people who get real money for this. There really is. Let's continue on because I want to get to this video just so some people see it. I mean, if they'll do it to a a Marine veteran, they'll do it to anybody. H.R. 1525 would increase the government's burden that property was subject to forfeiture and that it had, well, it's supposed to be the government's burden. Didn't you read the Fifth Amendment? The burden of proof is all on the government. It's all on the government. It's not an issue of uh, the individual is supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. No, they're considered guilty until they're proven innocent. It's absolutely crazy. It really is. We got a caller online. Caller, are you there? I am. Uh, what's your name? Frederick. Okay,
1: Frederick. What's going on, man? Uh, it's, uh, not much. So I'm just listening to your um, show, and um, one of the things that civil asset forfeiture, um, red flag laws, and restraining order laws all have in common is that they they shift the burden of proof yep. from the accuser to the accused. So if you want to get your stuff back, if you want to receive your rights back, you have to prove you're innocent. They don't have to prove that you're guilty.
0: That's right. Yeah, that that it's completely backwards. It's standing on its head, and this is a criminal mind that will that will twist those kinds of things like that, Frederick. So that um, you know, people are left in a situation where well, they don't have any resources to defend themselves. But you know, if the feds come after them, or if the the, the sheriff or the state or whoever it is is coming after them, they have virtually unlimited resources, including taking from that very person. Uh, to use against them. So everything's stacked against the individual, and the the government is empowered in their lawlessness. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, good point. Good point. Good to hear from you, too.
1: All right. Yeah, thank you for taking my call. You Absolutely. have a blessed day.
0: You too, man. All right, there goes Frederick, and uh, thank you for the call, Frederick. Appreciate you very much. And uh, Frederick, is, he did tell me he was going to call in today. And so it's, this is the first time I've heard his voice, so Frederick, it's good to hear from you, and Frederick is often uh, a tremendous encouragement to me uh, in the afternoons. Uh, sometimes when he listens to the show, he has some insight and some things that he sends me in, so I'm very appreciative of that. So thank you, Frederick. Um, this, I, I, let me hit a couple of other things in this letter, because I want to play this video. I want to just kind of highlight some of the headlines that we've had over the time, because there have been some people who have stood against it. Um, and I think that's very that's very important. Uh, okay, so here's, here's what uh, Skinner goes on to say. He says, under existing law, the government bears the burden of proof to show that specific property is subject to forfeiture, as they should. Nevertheless, or nonetheless, H.R. 1525 would shift the burden on the innocent owner defenses to the government as well. That is, the government would have to prove that a putative owner did not know of the conduct that subjects the property to forfeiture or upon learning of the contact conduct did not do all that reasonably could be expected to stop the conduct well yeah yeah just as a defendant bears the burden of proof on an affirmative defensive or affirmative defense in a criminal case However, a property owner should bear the burden on these affirmative defenses. Most of the time, the property owner will have better access to the relevant evidence, and shifting the burden would force the state to conduct intrusive discovery against owners. <coughs> uh, You've got, you got to catch the mindset here. This sheriff is saying, you're trying to make us do our job too much. This is what you're trying to do. You're trying to make us bear all the burden of proof here. You're trying to make us do this, that, and the other. Sheriff, that's your job. Your job is not to run around because of your intuition or your dog smelled something or whatever the case may be and stealing people's property. And again, I'd like to know Is Collin County, Texas, is it on the border? Does it have a continual problem with Mexican drug cartels? I'd like to know that. And I'd like to know the number of people Sheriff Skinner and his deputies have arrested and engaged in civil asset forfeiture. I'm wondering how many of those people are actually Mexican drug cartels and how many of them are just regular citizens of Texas down there. I'd like to know that. He goes on and he says this. Financial institutions must file CTR reports in connection with deposits of $10,000 or more in cash, which is, I'm I'm just going to tell you, that's just a bunch of baloney so they can uh, spy on your bank account. That's all that is. And federal law prohibits structuring transactions to evade such reporting requirements. Well, nobody gave the federal government any authorization in Article 1 to do such things, to write such law or to demand that banks do these kinds of things, these kind of reportings. We just didn't give them authority for that. Section 5A of HB 1525, I think that probably should be HR, would increase the government's burden to prove a structuring charge by inserting the phrase knowingly in each of the provision's three parts, even though they already require the government to prove a culpable mental state, that is, that a defendant acted for the purpose of evading the reporting requirements, after the U.S. Supreme Court discussed the issue in a January 1994 opinion, Congress amended the statute in September 1994 and October 2001 and addressed the mental state required for an offense. The state must prove a culpable mental state to secure a structuring conviction. Wait, I'm, look, if somebody didn't know something was going on and something was being, something was being used and they didn't know it, the, the person isn't God then, yeah, it would seem that you would want to ensure that the person you're going to steal from, which is what they're talking about, civil asset forfeiture, the person you're going to steal from actually was engaged in it. They actually knew it went on. How many of you have had stuff that's been used in a wrong way? You let somebody borrow it, and all of a sudden you find out they did something with it that they weren't supposed to do or whatever. You didn't know. How many of you have had stuff that's stolen from you? It was used in a crime. I know some people that that's happened to. And then they want to keep what was stolen, they want to keep it for themselves and sell it so they can make money, but they don't want to give it back to the owner who had nothing to do with the crime. I've seen that stuff go on too. And and he lists a couple more things. There's a couple paragraphs, and then he comes down and he says at the end, You can see this is his signature. In summary, Congress would give the cartels a gift by passing H.R. 1525, largely dismantling federal civil asset forfeiture, which is something that's illegal, at least the way it's being done, and repealing equitable sharing or terrible policy. Vote against this. Thank you for continuing the commitment to public safety and the nation's sheriffs. All right, so I have a question. Sheriffs out there. 803-619-9855. 803-619-9855. 803-619-9855. 803-619-9855. If you disagree with Skinner, please call and let, let me know. I, I'd like to see that there's some sheriffs doing that. Maybe somebody's listening who has a sheriff friend who can do that. If you agree with him, please call in. I'd like to understand that. And then I'd like to see the justification that you bear from Article One of our U.S. Constitution or from the Fourth or Fifth Amendments. Because I'll tell you, I've seen a lot of these videos. Were you talking about highway robbery? I'm going to show you one here in a second. I watched one guy. He was traveling across country, had a lot of cash. I forget how much it was, $120,000 or something in cash. And just because he had that, he was, he, it was suspicious. Now, it shouldn't be, but it is. And the cop put it out on the guy on his you know, his dash cam's right there. He's, he unloaded the, the money out, sat it on the hood of his police cruiser, and told the guy he was going to take it because he it tested positive for cocaine or something. And the guy just let him take it. And the guy's explaining it to him like it's, you know, I'm stealing from you, but I'm not stealing from you. you you really a bad guy, and you've got money that smells like cocaine, and so I'm going to have to take this in. Well, I'm just going to tell you. I'm going to tell that guy, no, you're not just taking my stuff. You're going to have to arrest me because I'm going to make sure that I go wherever that money's going because that's mine. And you're going to have to give an account for it. But let me now, this is 25, this is almost 25 minutes through this video. This is all dash cam um, footage. And this happened, I believe it happened in. Reno, that's I, I want to say this is where this happened. Um the guy's name is Stephen Lara. He was pulled over by the Nevada Highway Patrol, and I want you to see how this this escalates. The the police officer pulls him over because of you know something going on in the road, and he's very nice to him and stuff, and then he starts to the thing of do you mind if we search your car? And the guy's like, well, I ain't got any any problem, anything to hide from you. Yeah, you can search the car. Rule number one, do not give your consent for your car to be searched, ever. Ever. Don't give them them that. Don't ever give them consent. If they're going to search it, they're going to search it, okay? If they're going to be that emboldened, they're going to do it anyway. Get them to go ahead and break the law. Don't give them your consent to it. Never do that. And the other one is... Don't talk to them other than maybe to answer a question that they have that's legitimate. How you're feeling, where you're going and all is none of their business. Here is the here is the uh, the dash cam video and I'm gonna I'm gonna jump through some of it because I want you to see what these guys do. It, it's just it's absolutely disgusting and it's criminal in what they're doing. This is a, this is a marine veteran. He's going to see his daughter. He's got $87,000. I think it's probably for her college or something. I forget what, what the thing is. He talks about it during the thing. I don't know if we'll get to that.
1: Hey, good morning. Trooper Brown, Troll, how are you today? I'm doing great. Hey, the reason I'm stopping you, we have a special enforcement campaign going on. We're trying to educate drivers about violations they may not realize they're committing, but we're seeing a big increase in crashes out here. First, apply John your driving. You drive great. You're driving really slow. That you're driving, trying to drive safely under the speed limit. I appreciate that. I just want to talk about your following distance, especially around commercial vehicles. Um, came up behind a, a red and blue tanker truck, a little bit too close to behind him before he made that lane change to go around him. I know I was sitting over there. I was waiting for you to try to give you room to get over there because I know people like to jam you in that lane. Yeah, it's a uh, coming out of there, and people are so yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you got to navigate that, but a little too close to him before you went around him. Okay, as you pass those semi trucks and you came back down to make that lane change in front of that semi truck, too close. You're less than a second in front of him when you enter that lane. You're only one second in front of him when you fully occupy that lane. If something were to happen to you, man, that semi truck would file right through you. So we're seeing a bunch of crashes out here, just trying to educate people. You got your driver's license with you? Awesome. I appreciate you, by the way. Yeah, I, I appreciate that, and Do you have a registration card with you?
0: Uh, well, and here you can hear all the cordialities, right? I appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you. You know, Praise the thin blue line. Blah, 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 blah. All this stuff. And the guy's pulling him over. Not, not for any... He says, I'm pulling you over because we're educating people. You were following too close. He's talking to the guy like he's 16 who just got his driver's license. Um... Just crazy. Anyway, see how they come up and they're they're kind and they're kind of schmoozing you in and having a conversation with you. And oh, now I need to see your driver's license, your registration, and then we're gonna go, then we're gonna bump it up a little bit. We're gonna need to see inside okay. that car.
1: Okay, yeah, that's fine. Any weapons in the vehicle? No, oh, perfect, yeah, yeah. If you can grab the rental pond, that'd be great.
0: And if I had them, uh, do me a fair amount of time out of the
1: car and talk to me while I go over this. Gotta make sure everything's valid. As long as everything's valid, my intention is to get you on down the road. It is a little chilly out here. I don't know if you wanna throw your jacket on or anything like that. You sure? Yes, sure. It's cold, man. I mean, I know it's cold in Texas it's right now. Texas, Come on out. No weapons on you, right? No weapons. All right, perfect. That's fine, man. You can leave it on. You can turn it off. It's completely up to you. You said your daughter lives up in Portola? No, two daughters. Okay. They both up in Portola? Yes. Come on over here, man. All right. You a fighter? A fighter? Yeah, you got a tap-out shirt on. Okay. <laughs> well... I've got a lot of training. I'm a retired Marine. So see, okay. none of this right. is any do do of the, the cop's business. Well, I was a data uh, well, chief? And it horn. gets him talking. I'm going to jump okay. ahead a little all bit. Right. What are you, all right. Hang on sure. right there. Ever been in trouble with law enforcement before? Never.
0: Okay. All right. So now he's going to get on the
1: horn here. And... Um, would you give me permission to search your vehicle today? That's okay with you? Yeah. Okay, perfect. No reason. No
0: reason explained explain here. And the, uh, you got to get this... Would you give me permission to search your vehicle? I'd have been like, what for? You said I'm a great driver. You had this little issue go on here with the truck, the the tractor, trailer, whatever he's talking about. He couldn't get over in the lane. But he said he was a great driver. Why does he need to search this guy's car? And you're going to see, once he discovers the money, he's on the horn with the DEA. And they come out. It, 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 you can't make this stuff up. It's criminal. It's organized crime. This is what this is. This is what you're watching. And what you guys are listening to on the radio, by the way. And so the the cop here is going through his papers. I'm going. He's got his uh, authorization to go through the guy's car. Like really, that. really dumb move. I'm ask you to sign and date, okay? Yeah. All right, so he's getting the guy he to sign. Questions. Please feel free to ask us, all right? piece of paper that they can go through his car. He's, he thinks they have his best interest at heart. Awesome.
1: Thanks, sir. Appreciate that. We, would you out right I appreciate that, sir. He has it. I,
0: I mean, I, I equate this, guys. I, 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 I equate this with a guy kicking in your door, speaking to you calmly and nicely, saying, I'm here to help you out a little bit. Um, will you give me a hand taking your couch out? Will you give me a hand getting that TV off the wall and loading it in my truck? W- would you? Oh, I appreciate that, sir. Thank you so much. Would you stand over here while I collect all of the valuables out of your safe? Yeah. yeah thank you so much for for your patience and your and, and being so kind to me while I'm robbing you blind. This is what I this is what I see here. Exactly what I see, and you're going to see it too. <laughs> So again for those who are on the radio he's looked in the front now he's in the back now he's in the guy's bag his duffel bag and this is right where he goes to is to the duffel bag he's pulling the guy's shoes out let's turn down some of this road noise here he's got several bags here he's going through this looks like the guy's i don't know it's Toiletry bag and maybe some clothes or something. I don't know. And by the way, the the, the the veteran here looks like he's probably from Latino descent. Okay? But this cop's just going through his stuff. And then he sits that out. Then he's got—he's going through all his bags here. I'm just gonna—I'm gonna bump it up because, for the sake of time, right? And we're gonna hear what he has, what he's gonna tell this guy.
1: This doesn't make sense. There's some receipts in here though. He said he put receipts in to show us his money. Okay.
0: So the only thing they're looking at is his money. Out of all the stuff that's in his bag, yeah, we well, check them out to see. What they're pulling out about. his money that's in a plastic bag. I'm going to jump up here just a little bit further. Uh, he's got receipts showing I that do he, had, know,
1: right? he got this money. I, I want to bring the deal. this. All right. Listen to him. I think you're a good guy. Right? I'm a good
0: guy.
1: <laughs> how, so how much cash is that? About 100 grand. 100 grand. Okay. So as you know, right? I'm a vet. He's a vet. You're a vet. It's not illegal to carry currency, mm-hmm. have currency. It does. Go make us ask some questions on why someone has 100000 It
0: shouldn't make you ask why. that. I don't trust
1: banks, it's none of your in this business. Discipline right a lots of savings. What's that? Discipline and lots of savings. So, with that being said, I, if you're willing to talk to me about it a little bit, I'd like to. I know you got a bunch of receipts in there. Um, I just want to make sure that it is your currency, that it's not being used for nefarious activities. Oh, right? good it's grief, money dude! Or something like that going It's on. none of your business. Uh, That—that's the questions that it raised, that potentially money laundering or something like that going. So that money right there is for my two daughters. Okay. Are you gonna give it to them on this trip or not? Or that's just your nuts. That's my money and my two my two daughters' money and nobody else's. Okay. I take that money right there and I buy them things, put food on the table, I buy them clothes with them. That's, okay. that's me looking at you man to man in your eyes and telling you exactly what that is. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's I'm not still good like enough. I have some questions though. I'm going to want to ask you here in sure. a minutes. If you're willing to, to answer them, I appreciate that. I have nothing to hide from you. I appreciate that. Um, give me a few seconds. i make a couple phone calls, right? Yeah. Um, and then we'll certainly have those receipts and, and stuff like that. Sure. As long as it's, which it is, right? Your money. Let got me, to let me call my out. mob do you
0: boss. No, he do not want to do that. He wants to call the oh. DEA. I'm just jumping through here. I'm trying
1: to move ahead to where, because I think there's a call that goes in here. And it, it, I would like to it. put, I would like to put um, the dog on the know. Okay. 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 So now they're going to put the dog. Those are all shared out. I mean, keep them The judge. They're going to, yeah. I mean, they're going to take the money. Lines, as odd as it is, everything lines up. but the they going to just
0: do this here because they're just talking about what they're fixing to do. They're going to put the drug dog on it. They're going to take and put the money out in the. You know on the side over there away from the car and everything and they're going to put the dog on it to sniff it now how, how how hard is it going to be for that dog to sniff that out yeah it's not going to be hard at all uh so they're going to bring the dog out to do it see if we can bump up just a little bit and so you'll see what they do here because he tells
1: the dog to to come over and run it okay okay, see. okay so he's bringing the dog out
0: And the dog's gonna go hunt down the money bag, and you can see that going on right now. And this is where they're getting ready to steal this stuff. And remember, remember this this cop, this uh, agent of the state, because that's what he is, He claims to be a veteran. He's a traitor in his actions right here. He's not a veteran. He's a traitor. He's acting against the law. Positive alert. Okay. So they claim that the dog gave him a positive alert. Okay. Okay. Over this guy's money. Now he's calling it in, telling them that they have this positive alert from the dog. Remember, this was supposed to be an education thing. They're just out there to educate drivers on safe driving. And it's turned into this. I'm going to jump up ahead a little bit more. Still going through the guy's stuff, his money, and his receipts that he has, showing it is his money. They haven't called the bank. None of that. Okay, so now they're going to give him the bad news. Remember, he told he, he said he wanted to get this guy on his way as soon as he could. That was almost 20 minutes ago uh, by the footage, by the video footage that's here.
1: Do you initial across that seal there? Cut it out with your initials on it. It's not, but it should be there. Tires from the cartoon. Yep. I just want to let you know. know. We're just in there. All right,
0: so I'm I'm just moving through this a little bit, okay? Um, I, I want to pick up this last part just so you see what they're doing. I think this is very important that people see it, because many people have never seen anything like this. And there's a bunch of videos. Do civil asset forfeiture search in some of your video uh, websites and stuff, and you'll see a bunch of this stuff going on. This is not a rare thing. This is happening all the time, especially out in the Midwest. It really is happening out there. Bradley Be With It 3. We'll see you back here in the morning, Lord willing, uh, 8 a.m. with Kate to This is already Friday. My goodness. Hang on, and we're going to play the rest of this. Here as well, sonsoflibertymedia.com. All right, I want to welcome everybody coming over from the radio. And there's only about I don't know about six minutes here, but I want to get to the end where these guys actually tell him what they what they what they just got through doing to him, and what they're going to do to him. These are these are men who claim they're veterans, which means it should mean they know what the Constitution says. They took an oath to uphold it, and now you see them right out here violating it all over against one of their own. Against one of their own. That band of brothers ain't hanging together too good, is it? Not when it comes to this. Not when it comes to this stuff. I'm going to play this a little bit. I'm trying to get to where he tells the guy all this stuff because it's absolutely criminal. Criminal. It's criminal, and it needs to be stopped. Here it is. You can't hear much here because of the wind. <laughs> Let's see if we can.
1: So, I know you're just doing what you feel is best. but like, like you know, my sergeant, it sounded like my sergeant talked to you about, about that a little bit and told you what was going on and you know, everything going on those lines. I just wanted to tell you, Officer Brown, I mean, you, you Taking money out of the kids' mouths. Sorry. Are you taking food out of the kids' mouths? Like I, like I said, we, we believe right now that this is a drug proceeds, with currency. Well, I'm going to prove you. to you that it's not. Perfect. Perfect. And, uh, perfect. What I'd like to do is, uh, when, before we, we part, I'd like to get all of your information. You will. You're going to get a receipt for all of this stuff. I'll have all the information that you need. I'd like to get your, 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 your information, your sergeant's information, It's all of the deputies. The, the stuff will be on the receipt and associated with the report. Exactly.
0: See, you, you need to understand something. This guy just got through saying, we believe this money is trying. And by the way, I probably skipped a part, but I'll have the video up. you can see it yourself, where he's talking with the DEA guy. And you can hear them talking about how they're going to do what they're going to do to this guy. And the guy's telling them, you're stealing money out of my kid's mouth. That's what you're doing. He's being really calm here, and I know he has to do that because he's probably got a bunch of trigger-happy guys. Uh, If they're going to commit highway robbery like this, almost $100,000. If they're going to just steal that right out here in broad daylight and claim, oh, we have reason to believe this is tied with the Mexican. Well, let's take your money out of your wallet there, officer, deputy dog. Let's put the dog on that, and let's see if he can find that. And if he does, then I want your wallet. And I want what you've got there. Matter of fact, let's just run through your car. And let's see if you've got anything in that police car that smells of cocaine, marijuana, whatever. Whatever all the illegal substances that they want to tell us about. They, they, leave, the, they leave the real drugs. drugs are, I, I, this is my, my slogan. Drugs are manufactured. Medicines are grown. And God said they're all very good, by the way. The medicines that are grown, they're good. Read Genesis chapter 1. But they, they leave the big pharma companies alone while they're injuring and murdering people and everything else. And if it smells of something that they think, whew, we're going to take your stuff. Take a listen.
1: What that okay. Yep. that, uh, the officer's name back to me, which is his name? Uh, Tamano which one? John McQueen and the guy on, the, plane, the, guy on the, yeah, the... Uh, Trooper. Yeah, Trooper Tamano Vowell. How do you spell his name? Two-U-A-N-T-272. Yeah. I'm
0: just going to jump
1: ahead here just a little bit. There's so, a receipt for you for the currency from I know I'm not in U.S. currency. And the gentleman's name right there, what's his name? That is, uh, Deputy Dunham. How do Washington suppose, County that? Sheriff's Office.
0: And they sit here like they're doing this guy a favor. They haven't arrested him. They just took his money. I want you to consider that just a second. They took his money saying, we believe this is being used in some kind of illicit drug sales and blah, 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 but we're just going to take the money. We're not going to take you. Now now stop and think about that. It would be like me going and having a, a, a handgun that had been traced to a specific crime. And the officer's coming and saying, we're just going to take your gun, but we're not going to arrest you on suspicion here, since it's your gun. I mean, you would think logically that goes together, right? But this is how civil asset forfeiture works. They get you to sign over that stuff to them. That's what the initialing was and all. They get you to sign it over to them, but they don't make an arrest where they actually have to prove anything. Did you, do you see what's going on? This guy doesn't have to, they don't have to prove anything against him. He's pretty much said, search my car. Then they take it to the next step of, well, let's have the dog run it. Oh, it definitely smells of drugs. And they take his stuff, but they're not taking him. See, that eliminates the messiness of this getting out into a courtroom or any of that kind of stuff. And by the way, this has been being done well, let me, let me just show you. Uh, I got so many tabs open. Let me finish this video and I'll show you. I'll just give you a couple of headlines. This has been going on through the Justice Department or the Injustice Department up in D.C. for some time. Yep, it went on in this administration. It went on in the Trump administration. It went on in the Obama administration. Loretta Lynch, when she came into office, she was known for this up in New York. She was known for you know them acquiring millions of dollars worth of assets in New York under her. Eric Holder same thing. Jeff Sessions same thing under Trump. Same stuff they were all doing it. They were all promoting it. Donald Trump promoted it. Yeah, I've got yeah, I got a headline for that too. Here's the Jennifer, rest of this video. 3274.
1: So That's all I get here? That's what you get. Yes, sir. You're going to get noticed in the mail as well, at that address, okay? So what do I need to do? I mean, I'm mean i going to contact an attorney. Absolutely. I'm sure right? So you can contact the Reno DEA. Um, my sergeant gave you that information. Told you, you to contact Good. over there. You're uh, also uh, going uh, to to be... tell them, because they end up usually calling us. But, uh, the attorney's actually going to be the DEA. They're the one person.
0: This officer's thinking, boy, my cut's going to be good out of this one. With me, there's only about two more minutes in this video. But this is how it's done. You've got one guy there. How many cops do we have here? We got four, five, six cops on the on the ground here with this guy. He's obviously not a threat to them. He's been cooperative and kind. And that's probably his problem. You
1: can probably get the way. Yeah, and then go back in. And then it'll get back to the All
0: right, so here's the, the camera. He's getting his stuff going into Wells Fargo.
1: with those rubber bands, or maybe eighty-five. I don't know. <laughs> but that's what my guess is. I know that the savings that I had when I had my with
0: money, I knew exactly <laughs> the pennies. Here they are going into the bank here. I guess they're going to verify that it came from there, or whatever, e- despite the fact that he's got the receipts and things. And they just they just take his cash. They just take his stuff. by the way, this is pertinent to whoever you're supporting for president. I'll guarantee you every person running for president and the handful of people that they present in their primaries and stuff, all of them agree with civil asset forfeiture. Every one of them. I'll guarantee you every one of them support it. And I know the two major guys do, Biden and Trump. I know they do. Let me, let me just give you, a, let me give you a rundown here. I'm going to have to move my microphone just a tad. These are some of the headlines that we've had, and some of these are going to include people that you know. And I'll have these links up so that if you want to read them, you can read them, sonsoflibertymedia.com. Here they are. Family sues after DEA and the TSA steal $82,000 plus from a 79-year-old Pittsburgh man with no charges his entire life savings. They stole it from him. Here's a congressman introduces a bill to end unconstitutional. This was back in 2020. Um, And the congressman had introduced a bill to end unconstitutional civil asset forfeiture nationwide and allow victims to be reimbursed. Yeah, they should be. They absolutely should be. Look at this. In the last 30 years, the amount of profit stolen through civil asset forfeiture, has skyrocketed. This was back in 2020. It said, according to the U.S. Department of Justice, the value of asset forfeiture recoveries by U.S. authorities from 1989 to 2010 was, it's more than $12.5 billion. It increases on average by almost 20% per year. Absolutely incredible. In 2008, law enforcement took over $1.5 billion from the American public. And while this number seems incredibly large, just a few years later in 2014, that number tripled to nearly $4.5 billion. That's what law enforcement is. Listen, they are part of a corporation. The intent of a corporation is to make money. Or, in this case, steal it. What does the Bible say? It's very clear. Thou shalt not steal. It's not hard to understand. What are these guys engaged in? I'll tell you what they're engaged in. They're engaged in extortion. They're engaged in extortion. It's akin to bribery. It's all in there. But the meaning of extortion is taking money from someone by violence Threats, uh, uh, threats or the misuse of authority. And what you just saw with this veteran was a misuse of authority. Okay. The one who, one, one guy has written, The one who demands a bribe is prepared to take it by force, or excuse me, is prepared to take it by force is an extortioner. And that's what these guys were doing. They were they were giving the guy every opportunity to just give it all over. Again, anytime they ask for your permission to search your vehicle, whether you got it, whether you got something to hide or not is irrelevant. It's none of their business. Tell them no. You can go get a warrant. Put your name on the line to where you're accountable for it. You sign that affidavit saying there's something going on, there's real probable cause, cuz when you come up empty-handed, I'm going to hold you accountable for it. Going to hold you accountable for it. By the way, extortioners are mentioned. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9 and 10. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. Oh, and are you going to church with guys like this that do this stuff on a daily basis? Bible says something to you too. First Corinthians chapter five verses eleven and thirteen. It says, "But now I have written unto you not to keep company if any man that is called a brother be a fornicator, a covetous, or covetous, or an idolater, or a railer, or a drunkard, or an extortioner. With such an one, know not to eat." For what have I to do to judge them also that are without? He's not talking about those uh, who are outside the church. He's talking about the people who are in the covenant body of Christ. Do not ye judge them that are within? Well, why do you do that? Because you love them. You love your brothers and sisters. And so when you see them doing something, you say, hey, man, you're not supposed to be doing that. The Bible tells us that we're not supposed to be do that. We're supposed to walk differently than the world. He says, but them that are without God judges, therefore put away from among yourselves that wicked person. Let me ask you something. And I'm not, broad, I'm not trying to broad brush all people in the police force or the sheriff's department or, or in the federal. I'm not trying to broad brush it. But I am saying, if you've got somebody doing this and they're a part of your fellowship, you need to call that out. That's a Matthew 18 deal right there. You need to go to them. You need to confront them with their sin. You need to call them to repentance. If they won't repent, you take two or three others with you, and you call them to repent because you love them. And if they won't repent, you take it before the church. And if the church has to cast them out and treat them like an unbeliever, that's what they ought to do, to put the fear of God in them so that, as Paul says, their flesh might be destroyed, that their soul might be saved. See, this is where the church has gotten weak. It will not discipline its own. It won't teach them. It won't correct them. It won't instruct them in righteousness. And if you're a cop doing this, shame on you. Shame on you. And even worse if you call yourself a Christian. Shame on you. Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 28, Under inspiration of the Spirit of God, let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands, the thing which is good, good, as the Bible defines good, that he may have to give to him that needeth. Here's a couple others. North Carolina. This was from 2021. Brave judge rules cops must return cash seized under civil asset forfeiture or go to jail. Good for this judge. Is out of the Mooresville Police Department. According to the case on November 16, 2020, the Mooresville Police Department was called out to a hotel where they searched an unoccupied rental car and seized small amount of marijuana as well as approximately $17,000 belonging to a Connecticut man whose daughter resides in Iredale County. Hmm. Good for the judge in the case. Here's another one. 2018. City forced to abolish civil asset forfeiture and pay back victims, the millions it stole from them. This is out of Philadelphia. Hmm. Oh, but Tim, drugs are involved. In you know what? then let's just, throw out, let's just throw out their rules. Let's just throw out the Fourth Amendment. Let's just throw out the Fifth Amendment. Let's just throw out all of it that's supposed to govern these people. They take an oath to it. I don't take an oath to it. They do. Let's just throw it out if it doesn't matter, if you just want to make it all about drugs. This isn't all about that. That's, that's, the, that's the thin veneer they've put over their crimes that they're committing against the people. Oh, this is in the name of safety, security, the war on drugs, the war on terror, blah, blah, blah. It's a war on you. That's what it is. It's a war on you. Here's another one. Under Trump, 2017, Attorney General Jeff Sessions continues to accelerate unconstitutional civil asset forfeiture.
1: Hmm.
0: Again? From the Trump era 2017. House approves an amendment to block Jeff Sessions Unlawful Civil Asset Forfeiture Directive. <laughs> they still are doing it anyway. Here's another one. Oh, this is Trump doing it. Um, this is from 2017. And this is Trump. Look, if you're still supporting Trump, don't get mad at the messenger. You ought to be mad at the man, not me, but I want you to hear what Donald Trump told a sheriff here, uh, somebody against the civil asset forfeiture stuff. Donald Trump in this little clip here says, do you want to give me his name? We'll destroy his career. This, this is coming out of his own mouth, and, and people still support this guy claiming he's somehow constitutional. That is as far from the truth as you can be. Listen to what Donald Trump says with his own mouth here. OK?: Listen to what he says.
1: A state Senator in Texas it was, it was talking about introducing legislation to require conviction before we could receive that forfeiture money. Do you believe that? And I told him that the cartel would build a monument to him in Mexico if he could get that.: Listen Who's the state Senator. Do you want to give his name? We'll destroy his career.
0: <laughs> now everybody's laughing, but you know good and well he's telling the truth you got his name, we'll destroy his career. Saying something like that right there, as far as I'm concerned, it shows the corruption of his heart. As a man speaks, or out of the, out of, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Donald Trump tells you what's in his heart. He tells you all the time. We don't need due process, let's take the guns first. Give me the, the senator's name who wants to stop our this illegal, um, unconstitutional behavior that we're engaged in of stealing from the American people. Give me his name. We'll destroy his career. Yeah, you heard it right out of his mouth. Here's some other ones. Stealing from the citizenry. This is from John Whitehead, 2017. How government goons use civil asset forfe- forfeiture to rob us blind. And he's got a ton of examples in there. John always, I, I love reading his stuff because he's constantly, he documents it. He links to everything that he's talking about. There, There's more of these stories than you can shake a stick at. There really are. This one from 2023, earlier this year. Again, John Whitehead. Asset forfeiture scheme empowers cops to seize and keep cars, cash, and homes, even when owners are not charged with a crime. Isn't this the whole point of what we read in the Fifth Amendment? There has to be an indictment. There there has to be, you know, culpable evidence here that's that's brought forth in order to seize anything to use it against the person. You know, I think most people can understand if there's a crime being committed and you believe you have the weapon, you get the weapon to use it as evidence. If the person isn't found guilty, that weapon ought to be returned to that person, not destroyed, like— whatever they did with Kyle Rittenhouse's rifle, that's just ridiculous. He should have gotten that back. That's his property. But the lawless just do what the lawless do. And the lawful people let them do it. That, this is why we're talking about militia. This is why we're talking about men coming together, bringing their communities together. Under King Jesus, That's that's... I'm telling you, under King Jesus, in order to ensure the law is faithfully executed, which is our duty as the militia. That's our duty. We talked about that yesterday. The only law enforcers in the Constitution are the militia, the men, the able-bodied men. And the men are going to have to regain that, that mentality back. And I hear the naysayers, I hear the people with the bad report. Oh, we can't do it. Oh, the people are being arrested. Oh, this is happening down there and when people show up then they're getting arrested. Well, then the people are going to have to grow in numbers over their oppressors. Instead of whining about, "Oh, look at all the bad stuff that can happen." Yeah, it's going to get it, some uh, some really bad stuff's going to happen if we don't put a stop to it. It's amazing to me to hear men speak of films like The Patriot, films like Braveheart, or some of these war movies, and they go, man, these guys were willing to, really to, to give it all, to do it to secure their liberty. And then when it comes time for them to step up and to speak up or to address the city council or to do any of these kinds of things or to stand in the way of tyrants who are trying to take their, their neighbor's property or all these other kinds of things or their children, they're silent. And they're in their houses, and they're, they're, not trying, they're not trying to make advancement in any way. I'm not Look, I'm not claiming that I have all the answers, but I see the, I see the path clear as to what the solution is, and it's in us. It's in the people. And because we haven't been taught it ourselves and it hasn't been a part of our life, We're not as skilled in anything. So a lot of us are learning. And we're trying to put in practice those things that we learn. I don't claim to be the end all. But I'm not going to sit back and just go, there's just no way we can do anything. Now on certain quote-unquote solutions that other people have, I think they're a waste of time. If your solution is to wait till the next time you get to go to the ballot box, that's not much of a solution. If you're a person out at your local school board, county council, addressing your sheriff or whoever, if you're a person constantly doing that, seeking the benefit of your community by taking those who are in authority and saying, remember, you're the one bound, not the people. You're bound by the law that we wrote. Then you're doing what's good. You're holding forth what is right. And you're seeking to keep them in check. Because the ones who are doing this, most of you know, those men are fallen. And they are prone towards corruption. This is why we must look out for them in what they do. And we must chastise them when they get out of line. This is what Norm Olson was saying. Some of these guys need a good spanking yesterday. We played that. They need a good spanking. By the way, our friend John, uh, who shows up in the chat, sent me the entire thing that's all one video instead of broken up into ten. So uh, hopefully that finished downloading. I'm going to upload that today, and that'll be the entire thing in one video. So that'll be on my uh, personal Rumble channel, Setting Brush Fires, if you want to pick that up. Uh, and I'll try to uh, get it uploaded so that we have it in the archive, and you'll have it today. If you didn't want to break it down into parts, you can do this. Um let me give you just a couple more, and then we're going to close out the show here. This is from 2020. Michigan. A lot of my friends in Michigan that I got to meet a couple of weeks ago. This is, for, this is 2020. Top cop arrested and charged with multiple felonies for stealing asset forfeiture funds. <laughs> so he wasn't part of the highway robbery. He was the guy, you know, he's, uh, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, let's see here. Detroit. Makeham County Prosecutor Eric Smith resigned after having spent 25 years as a prosecutor and assistant prosecutor. Smith had been at the center of Michigan State Police investigation over how the prosecutor's office spent civil asset forfeiture funds from drug and alcohol forfeitures. To be clear, civil asset forfeiture, according to police accountability activists, is legal theft. Boy, you're talking about an oxymoron there. Legal theft by law enforcement of citizens' personal financial assets because no crime has to have been committed or proven to law or for law enforcement to steal your property. That's exactly what it is. It's like the little guys. <clears throat> you, you've seen the films, you've read the books, where they control an entire area of a city, and they send you know Guido and Luigi down the down the boulevard and they're going into all the stores, and they're saying, pay up for uh, you know, our services of protection for you, pay up for that, or we're going to burn your place or murder somebody, whatever they're going to do. It's the same kind of thing. The only difference is these guys wear a uniform that makes them look official with a badge and a gun. It's still criminal activity. Absolutely incredible. Here's another one. 2017, if government can use asset forfeiture schemes to steal your property, you have no true rights. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And they're doing it. Here's just a couple more. U.S. Supreme Court upholds abusive civil forfeiture law, allows police to keep $201,000 in cash from legal home sale. Now, they're using the term legal here. They allowed... They allowed them to sell the house. It was unlawful. I mean, it, it, listen. If the Bible talks about a man being indebted to another man, and he gives him his cloak, gives him his, his, his tunic, his clothes, as collateral on that loan, what does the Bible say for the guy who's holding the collateral? Well, it tells him, <clears throat> at the end of the day, give the guy back his cloak so he has something to sleep in. Then the next day when the guy, after he slept, he takes the cloak off, he gives it back to the guy who's got the clo- he holds it for collateral. But he takes it home with him at night to sleep in. That's what, That's how the Bible lays that out over that indebtedness. How much more when government goes in and takes a person's house a place where he lives, a place where his wife lives, a place where his children lives. They just go in and take it for themselves. And then the Supreme Court comes right behind it. Nobody's been charged with any crime. There's no criminal activity been proven. And again, guess where this comes from? Texas. Texas. Lisa Leonard, the owner of the $201,000, had asked the U.S. Supreme Court to compel Texas to return her money, given that she was innocent of any crime. In a written opinion that denounced the profit incentives that drive asset forfeiture schemes, Justice Clarence Thomas concluded this system, where police can seize property with limited judicial oversight and retain it for their own use, has led to egregious and well-chronicled abuses. Yeah, And no no crime had been committed. $200,000 stolen from this lady by Texas police. (sighs) I wonder if this happened in Collin County. I just kind of, I wonder if that was it. I mean, I could give this story. I, I could give all these. There's, there's so much here that just, it just absolutely blows my mind. Here's what uh, Justice Thomas wrote in his dissent: These forfeiture operations frequently target the poor and other groups. Well, obviously not here because there's two hundred one thousand dollars. That's, <laughs> that's not poor. Target the poor and other groups least able to defend their interest in forfeiture proceedings. Perversely. These same groups are often the most burdened by forfeiture. They are more likely to use cash than alternative forms of payment, like credit cards, which may be less susceptible to forfeiture. And they are more likely to suffer in their daily lives while they litigate for the return of a critical item of property, such as a car or home. And they're going to be spending more money trying to get their money back. Does this sound like justice to you? Again, do you have friends who are police officers or sheriff's uh, deputies or sheriffs themselves or feds who engage in this extortion and they call themselves Christians? You have an obligation to separate yourself from them and to call them to repentance. That's what your obligation is to do to them. It is to treat them as unbelievers if they're they're going to be unrepentant. That's what your duty is. And we read that from the words of the Apostle Paul straight out of the New Testament. Ron Paul touched on this just a little bit, too, when Mike Johnson came into office. Mike Johnson, the extortioner, too. He's stealing your money and sending it to Ukraine and Israel and um, spending it on all kinds of unconstitutional things. He and his pals in the Republican parties and the Democrat parties. Well, he's one of them. He's not pro-liberty. But a couple of weeks ago, Ron Paul spoke about this when he was calling out Speaker Johnson because he's not a pro-liberty speaker. Here's what he says a pro-liberty speaker would do. This is Ron Paul. A pro-liberty speaker would only bring legislation to the floor of the House that protects liberty and is constitutional. Amen. That's exactly right. If it's not constitutional, it should never come to the floor for a vote. It should be killed in the committee it goes to. And the committee should say why it is unconstitutional but many of them are just as ignorant of the Constitution and obeying it as the rest of them. A pro-liberty speaker would work to protect the entire Bill of Rights. That means no more Patriot Acts. Hmm. Didn't Mike Johnson just up the NDAA along with his colleagues in the House against us? Yeah, for spying on Americans, using the FISA courts, those little secret courts, to determine whether you're a terrorist or not so they can spy on you. Yep, he's the one who led that. Drug wars. The war on drugs is not a war on drugs. If it was, they'd be targeting Pfizer right now. They'd be targeting Moderna. They'd be targeting Johnson & Johnson. They'd be targeting AstraZeneca. They're not doing that. For the most part, they're targeting people who use what the Lord put on the land. Tell me I'm wrong. For the most part, that's what they're doing. And they do it to get in your house. Do you know how many innocent people have been killed over SWAT teams coming in for plants? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, Tim, we have to stop those people. You really... I I, got to tell you. The indoctrination is strong, man, that came out of the Reagan era. Of the just say no. Now, yeah. I don't think people ought to be idolaters with even what God has given and he said is good. I don't think people ought to be that. But the fact of the matter is, you see where you stand on the issue of liberty and whether or not you think something that God made and put on the planet and said was good is somehow evil and it should be banned. You really show where you are on liberty and you show where you are on man becoming his own God and determining what he thinks is right and wrong. And what should be a just punishment? Nowhere in the scripture do we see anything about that. And then he lists civil asset forfeiture. That means no more Patriot Acts, no drug wars, no civil asset forfeiture, no airport harassment, hello TSA, or government-sponsored online censorship. Instead of responding to mass shootings with thoughts, prayers, and authoritarianism, a pro-liberty speaker would work to repeal unconstitutional gun control laws that leave innocent Americans defenseless. And I'm going to tell you what, you'll find that Mike Johnson will start supporting some of those things too, if he's not already doing it. I'll guarantee you he's probably for the background checks. That right there is an attack on liberty. In fact, it's it's a very attack on the Fifth Amendment too, because you're demanding that the person present they are innocent and prove their innocence, while you're claiming they're guilty. That they can't exercise their right to go and purchase a firearm so that they can keep and bear it. This is this is what we're dealing with. Just a couple more of these headlines here. This is Alabama. From 2022. Innocent elderly woman pulled over for no reason. Cops steal her life savings, prescription medication, and they mock her. Janetta Jones, 62. This happened in December of 2021. We're reporting on it in uh, April of 2022. Stole her life savings and her medication. Her life savings was only $5,000. And then they mocked her for it. Here's another one. This is a big one. In fact, we did two stories on it. FBI robs 800 safety deposit boxes, steal people's life savings, along with all kinds of other trinkets, gold. Um, there was all kinds of stuff in there. Claiming the cash smelled like drugs. This was out of California. The FBI. No one was charged either. What did this amount to? Let's look. Eighty-six million dollars. That's what that that's what this came from. Eighty-six million dollars. This was reported on. Uh, let's see. The first one was reported. Excuse me. Okay, both September 2021, then a year later in September 2022, $86 million. The largest armed robbery in U.S. history against the people brought to you by the FBI. 1,400 safety deposit boxes were raided. And the, the majority of these boxes had nothing to do with what was going on. My understanding was, if I recall correctly, the bank was, there was some evidence that was brought to light that the bank was involved in some kind of money laundering. That, that's my understanding of what it was. So they went, the FBI went into all these, they went into the vault where the safety deposit, and they started just emptying everything and just taking everything. Didn't matter what it was. Oh, it smells like drugs. Well, the smell of drugs is not a crime. It, that's not a crime. It's why when you watch the veteran being, having his money taken, they didn't arrest him because no crime had been committed. And they didn't want to get into all that dirty work, did they? Nope, they sure didn't. They just wanted his money. Thank you, sir. Have a nice day. You hear their politeness as they steal and rob him blind. Wicked, wicked men. Yeah, I said it. And if you're the cop who did it, you can call in. But they're not going to do that. They know what they're doing is wrong. And I'm telling you, it's time the men of the communities start to put a stop to this stuff. And you can do it. You can do it. Don't let anybody tell you you can't do it. You can do it. Band together with other men of like mind. You can do it. Trust the Lord to build the house, but be the instrument by which he builds it. You know, the Bible says, right over there, Psalm 127, 128, we read our kids, lest the Lord build the house, those that build it labor in vain. I want God to build that house for you guys in the neighborhoods you live in. I want him to build it in my neighborhood. To make us men again. The kind of men that we read about. That we long to be like. Godly men. Who are also meek men. They have their, their power under self-control. And they can use that explosive power when needed. But they do seek peace. And they seek justice as well. We are the solution, man. I can't say it enough. We're the solution in the hands of God when we obey His commands, statutes, and judgments. And if we're not doing that, we're aiding the enemy by obeying their commands, statutes, and their judgments. May God give us the grace to be who we're supposed to be in Christ. And it's not what we are now. It's not what we are now. The world is longing to see Paul says, the revelation of the sons of God. And I know a lot of people who see that as way out in the future. I believe the world wants to see real Christian men. I believe they want to see it. Now, there's some people who are going to hate it. Don't get me wrong. They do. They hated our Lord. They'll hate us. No question about that. But there's a lot of people who want to see the teachings of Christ... And the teachings of the Scripture, one and the same, personified in the men who claim Christ for their own. They want to see it. Because that light is going to shine so bright, people can't turn away from it. And they're either going to hate the light or they're going to run to it. And I'll guarantee you, if you lead, if you light that light, if you let this little light of mine shine you are going to draw some people out of the darkness. Some of them are going to love their darkness. They don't want to come to the light lest their evil deeds be exposed, Jesus said. But there's a bunch of them who will come to it. And they'll follow you. You just make sure you're leading in your following of Christ. Yep. Let's go back to this and we'll close out. Sheriff Jim Skinner, this is the letter. I'll have this up for you guys. If you guys came in late or whatever and um, you uh, you didn't get to hear the parts I read and there's some other things here uh, on this. But Jim Skinner, uh, as far as I'm concerned, what he wrote in here, um, he's acting criminally against the people. He's trying to cover it by scaring the people about Mexican drug cartels. And there may be some evidence of that, that that's happening there. I, I wouldn't doubt it. But I'll guarantee you, you look at where they engaged in civil asset forfeiture in Collin County, Texas, and I'll I'll, I'll be willing to bet a bag of donuts here that the majority of them are just regular, ordinary American people that they stole from. They have nothing to do with Mexican drug cartels. And even if it did, the U.S. Constitution trumps their criminal behavior here. It does. Oh, Tim, you're trying to come up for the criminals. Criminals determined by who? Determined by what law? Do you see what I'm getting at? You're going to have to determine real law, which proceeds from God's law, versus pretended legislation, the way our forefathers wrote in the Declaration of Independence when they said the king has come up with pretended legislation and then he transfers us over across the seas to be held accountable for pretended crimes that are based off of pretended legislation. We've got to start making distinction of those things. What is man's law that seeks to rule over us and control us at every given step and what is the perfect law of liberty? Not slavery, liberty. liberty. And you can tell which one is enslaving you. The law of God or the law of man? You know the answer. Maybe you want to write Sheriff Jim Skinner and the National Sheriff's Association and tell them, you know what, I don't care what you guys say. You're acting lawlessly. You need to repent. You need to get out of office. And then the people need to call... Uh, for accountability, for them doing what they're doing. Oh, we're just trying to stop the bad guys. No, you're not. You're trying to enrich yourselves. That's what you're trying to do. You're trying to enrich yourselves so you can trample over the rights of the people. All right, I've given you enough to look at. All these links will be up in the archive later on. The video will be up if you want to watch the whole video there. And again, do your own searches, civil asset forfeiture. You will, it will blow your mind at the brazenness of some of these cops and what they do to these people. I did. I would never think, if I wore the uniform, I would never think of doing to that veteran what those guys did to him. In fact, I would never ask, I would have never asked that guy for permission to search his car. I wouldn't have pulled him over to educate him on he might have been following too close or he didn't make this lane change or blah, blah, blah. Because you know the hypocrite telling him that is doing the same thing. You know, when those cops come in, they say, you need to slow it down, speed kills. And they, you know, they, they try to tell you all this stuff of how concerned they are. They're not concerned because as soon as they leave you, they're going to be doing 120 to catch some guy who was going 10 miles over the speed limit, endangering everybody else, at least according to them. You, you've you got to get that in your mind as to what's going on. But maybe you want to write here to Sheriff Jim Skinner, to the National Sheriff's Association. You can find them online. Just do an internet search. You don't have to call me. You can do that and write them and tell them, you know, we're, we're disgusted that you want to uphold the law, that you want to steal from people. And then you want to cover it up saying it's in the war on drugs. It's against Mexican drug cartels to make us believe that it's really important. Maybe you want to write them and let them know. You really should. And the people of Collin County, you might want to start looking at putting a new sheriff in town. All right? Bradley, be with you at 3. Lord willing, we'll see you back here in the morning, 8 a.m. with Kate Shimrani. We'll talk to you then.